1: Hour number three to get right. Reggie KG on 105, three of the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald, Atatula, yep. Larry D. Flores, hold it down for you on you turn it on, leave it on station. Who are the NFL's post-draft winners and losers through the eyes of these 19 NFL veterans, 19. including this cowboy? We'll have that conversation here in just a moment on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers 105, three of the fan. appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. Also on Twitch, at twitch.tv slash DallasFanCam, and on YouTube as well at 105.3 The Fan with you until 11 o'clock on this Wednesday night. Unfortunately, the good guys go down today at Globe Life Field 12-7 to the Arizona Diamondbacks as they look to get back on track when they get back on the Diamond on Friday. They have the day off tomorrow. They get back on the Diamond on Friday. Meanwhile, game two of the Stars and the Kraken also, gonna be happening tomorrow. Okay, yeah, I was, man, we'll have an action pack Thursday, ain't anyway. we? Yes. Okay. It's, it's look, we're getting to the point in the playoffs in the NBA and the NHL right now where it's yeah, you know, every other day. I love this time this of year, but I also can't wait until we get to the summer because
0: like it runs us ragged. In fact, like this is our first time doing this during you know during while we're doing our shows and. I'm not going to lie. I love doing the show, being able to talk to you and all the listeners out there. It's been quite a joy over the past year or so. Or so. Um, trying to watch and evaluate games while doing it is so tough. It is. It's so tough to do that. And so I'm, I, can, I can't imagine. But I'm already thinking ahead to what it's going to be, me trying to watch. Stars cracking while doing this program. I am... Uh, my brain already hurts. I'm going to bring ibuprofen
1: in. <laughs> For that and everything else you got going on right now these days. That's true. As well. Uh, I do want to give flowers to the young man because I don't know about you, but it is a lot of fun watching Josh Young get down these days. Dot .com, the 1-1, one, one, hit high and deep to left. Josh Young, home run number two today. You bet. The American League Rookie of the Month for the month of April has gone yard twice. This two-run blast puts Texas out in front 7-6. Of course, Matt Hicks on the call. The reason why I stopped down on that real quick is because it is something about a rookie in Major League Baseball under these circumstances and being able to perform. And so far, Josh, Josh Young has been as good as advertised for the Texas Rangers. And if you are a fan of this team, That is somebody who, for it looks like the next decade, is going to be manning that hot corner and hitting the ball a ton at Globe Life Field. He is fun to watch so far. The reigning AL rookie of the month, Josh Young. Two homers on the day. That home run gave the Rangers a 7-6 lead. Unfortunately, that was the last two runs uh, that they scored. Yeah, before giving up a whole bunch more. On the day. The Dallas Cowboys uh, are busy tonight, not necessarily on the field, but on the diamond themselves, actually. Up in Frisco. That's right. We're uh,
0: another one of those guys that might be a foundational piece for the next 10 years. Evan Carter play.
1: That's right. I like what you did there. Thank you. Um, Yes, the Dallas Cowboys are having their celebrity home run derby tonight. And earlier today, earlier today. Yes. Uh, I, if they're
0: still out there, that's fantastic. But I imagine that everybody's gone home by now.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were plenty of Cowboys who have been talking, including CeeDee Lamb, because we'll get to the NFL post-draft winners and losers through the through. Hello. I don't winners. even think we will. So don't worry about it. We will. OK. <laughs> winners and losers through the eyes of these 19 veterans. Hello. Um, but here's an interesting quote from CeeDee Lamb. Sadarian. Shout out to Sterling. Um, where he was talking about his contract and future with the Cowboys. Listen to this. He said, "Quotes."
0: Are we not going to play it again?
1: No, no. <laughs> the music was blaring. There wasn't any audio that I found of that just yet. Um, but of course, John Machado of the Athletic has you know all of it now. At this Quotes. Moment. I'm very excited. Dallas is somewhere I've always wanted to be. I don't see myself wearing really wearing any other jersey. I don't really want to get into it too much. I don't really want to get into too much detail on that, but I'm definitely excited for the future, In quote. Either he's given up a hmm. whole bunch of leverage here.
0: Well, not even that much leverage. Either he's giving up some leverage here, or what? You're, what I'm guessing you're thinking
1: here is. Something might be happening here rather soon for Cedarian Lamb and his contract. Now, what's interesting is just a couple weeks ago, the Cowboys picked up his fifth-year option going into 2024, which means he'll make $18 million that season unless the Cowboys get a long-term deal done with him prior to that. But the way that those comments land for me sounds like something is in the works. Maybe not necessarily anything imminent, but it sounds like CD may be on to something here that we may not necessarily know about that may be coming rather soon with respect to a long-term contract. Yeah,
0: the way that I heard it, and I told you this immediately, Mm -hmm. is he knows he's going to be here, and the Cowboys have made it very apparent that they want him to remain here. In fact, like, he became a true number one this year. Man, like, that's something that I think most teams go ahead and are like, yeah, we're going to make sure that that second deal happens. In fact, what were we talking about with the B. John Robinson thing? I know it's a little bit of a stretch, but rock with me. With the B. John Robinson thing, the idea of drafting a running back so high – the question isn't can that dude produce during his rookie contract. It's that when you draft a first round or a first round pick, you anticipate wanting to sign that second that that second deal with them, that mm-hmm. extension. This is the objective: is to sign a guy when they are good to that second contract. That is everybody. Everybody's in on that idea. So I think that everybody knew that that's where it was. Plus, and it's something that I think media folks in particular, and I'm not even including myself in this, like the media folks that actually cover the team, the guys and the girls, I guess, on the beat. Um, understand CeeDee Lamb has worked on his uh, his media availability and his media bedside manner for lack of a better term this season be in part because he knew he wanted to be a number one receiver he wanted to be a leader on this team this is something that he's worked on so I think this is some some of that coming out as well where he's like look man the right thing to say even though I'm sure he believes he believes it I'm not trying to say that he's putting on or anything is like I'm here. This is where I want to be, and I'm ex- I'm excited to be here. So you get tinges of that. You get tinges of I know I'm going to be here because of you know the circumstances that I'm in. So whether or not it's imminent, it does serve as confirmation that Ceedee Lamb is going to be wearing that number 88 in the in that white jersey, or I guess the blue one every once in a while for a very long time.
1: Yeah, he's not going anywhere for the foreseeable future. Winners and losers, and the players most impacted by these rookies coming into their respective football teams. Fascinating drafts by a lot of different teams in this year's annual selection meeting. Houston remaking their roster, getting their franchise quarterback and franchise pass rusher, and Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud. But a winner through the eyes of veterans in the NFL. This comes from Bill Barnwell of ESPN. His winner, one of his winners that he has, not just because he got his new contract, but he got some toys to come along with him. That would be one Lamar Jackson, five years, $260 million yeah. with $185 guaranteed. But he also got some help, not just with Odell Beckham Jr. previously signing, but Zay Flowers coming in at number 22 for the Baltimore Ravens as well there. Yeah. I mean,
0: the draft, the whole offseason worked out largely okay. Um, I think we all figure that he was pushing for more guaranteed money but it just seemed like again proxy war against the entirety of the ownership in the NFL typically doesn't lose these battles to the players. So he ends up getting to at least for I what I imagine is a good long time which is a full season um be the highest paid quarterback with all the guarantees and all those things and finally get the weapons necessary to go out here and do these things. And when I say weapons, I obviously on the field but also he has a different offensive coordinator, right? Like he has those things plus that's an, right,
1: Tom Monkin. Yeah, coming
0: over from Georgia. Order, I think the probably the one organization that is best suited to him, the one organization that would probably like ride with him in particular, his proclivities, the way that he wants to get down, all those things. Exactly the way that you would want him to. So I he wins in just that remaining in Baltimore, the place that I think suits him, the place that really has grafted onto him and being able to maybe not have to carry so much of a load on his shoulders, which sounds funny considering he's getting a whole bunch of money, and that's typically what we say when quarterbacks do that, but it kind of works opposite. He has been in the offense for so long, and now you hope that maybe he has a little bit of assistance in doing that.
1: One of the other winners, veteran-wise, from this NFL draft, you'll love this one because he's a quarterback, and he was this year's NFL that's right eugene Cyril smith the third hooping
0: recouping (laughs) and ready to go out there with a fantastic addition uh in this uh draft they they added another cornerback in the first round in witherspoon right witherspoon
1: devin witherspoon that's right um
0: which i'm actually not sure about but like Seattle had a little bit of a coup in this thing, man. Like, they added talent. So, like, defense got better, which is going to help because this is not a team that you anticipate him to carry. But if the defense is more solid, that helps your offense. In the offense, he got some weapons, right? Like, I, I don't know what more you could ask for from that dude in addition to getting this contract.
1: Yeah, Geno's had a hell of an offseason because like, they got better defensively, as you mentioned, with Devon Witherspoon. But they that, were able to snag Jackson Smith and Jigba as well. to Best go slot left. receiver in this draft. And he goes along with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Weapons galore for Gino to continue to cut Russell uh, in Seattle at this point. So give credit to John Snyder, the GM and former protege of our very own Brian Broaddus.
0: God, Pete Carroll has to be somewhere chewing the hell out of some bubble gum, man. <laughs> Are you serious? I fought the law and the law won. Won. and uh, yeah, man. I don't even think that's the right use of that, uh, of that phrase, good, but you got what I meant. I got like, what you meant. The idea that the, the star quarterback is going to have all this institutional control maybe, and he was like, no, this is my spot, and we're going to do what I want, and it's going to work. And they were, it was like, good luck trading a, trading a good quarterback. Nobody does that. Did it. Worked out. And it looked bad on the other end, right? <laughs> like, it just, just
1: coming up, aces. Good luck with that, Sean Payton. Uh, one of the losers, veteran-wise, from the NFL draft – We'll go with a couple of running backs. Ooh. Well, we'll go with one loser, one winner, actually. Okay. Loser, we'll start off in Detroit because I'm sure David Montgomery's looking around like, hey, what the hell, man? Y'all drafted Jameer Gibbs in the first round at number 12 after y'all just
0: gave me a contract? Well, I mean, it would be he would be a loser if they kept DeAndre Swift because there'd be too many running backs. Well, he DeAndre should have known he was on his way out when David Montgomery got there. But that's the thing is like the anticipation, David Montgomery signed there with the anticipation that this is going to be like, this is going to be a group, right? Like Jamal Williams is there. They, they had a two running back thing before anyways. So this is going to remain a two running back. They're going to run the ball a good amount. You think they're just going to go to throwing the football all the time with Jared Goff? Come on, get real. Um, there's going
1: to be a couple running backs. Hey, 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 hey relax on Jared. On Jared Goff. Jared Goff now.
0: is entirely um, good football
1: player. Jared Goff. He's
0: entirely uh, Super Bowl passable. Super quarterback Jared Goff. All right, calm down. You're doing a lot there. Um, <laughs> he's entirely passable as a quarterback. But the under the expectation is he's got to do a lot of this out of play action. So like. I don't want to be the dude that's like, you got to establish run, but you have to have a credible ability to run. And that's where having a couple of running backs is going to be valuable. Dave Montgomery is one of those. Now the other one is Jameer Gibbs. I don't feel I don't necessarily view him as a loser there.
1: Of course, Montgomery signed a three year $18 million contract with nearly $9 million guaranteed up front. Another loser running back wise, real quick before I get to the other winner running back wise. Uh shout out to Tyler Algier because he looked around was like, oh, wait a minute. There's another running back coming to Atlanta. And his name is <laughs> B. John Robinson. Speaking of Texas, Larry, here comes the best running back maybe of his potential generation. That's, that's the way this, uh, draft that's draft evaluation. looked That's what y'all told me. That's yeah. what y'all told me. Yeah, uh, Here comes B. John Robinson to help out Desmond Ritter. Good luck with that uh, in Atlanta with their quarterback situation. But, yeah, B. John Robinson going to be a star. No matter where he landed, gonna be a star. Hopefully, Arthur Smith uses him correctly in the ATL. Final winner, though. We'll go with another running back. Would you consider Tony Pollard a winner from this year's NFL draft?
0: Interesting. So let me let me guess what I think the thought process is there. Okay. They had an opportunity of doing something where you get another running back and you make it more of a tandem, true tandem, right? Because you draft a running back relatively high. The anticipation is that they play. Now you look up and you go, "There's not any solid running backs." That you go, they command time. So Tony Pollard, after having to split, quote unquote, but really, like really, after having to be an understudy to Zeke for so long, finally gets his due to be the main, the main thing. Uh, for the running backs, for the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, that's pretty right? much it. Okay, got you. That Tony Pollard is the number one guy there. Um, and yes. it's not 1A, 1B. No, he he's that dude. Right. You know, coming off of the leg injury. But, yeah, they, of course, they drafted Deuce Vaughn, the feel-good pick of the 2023 NFL draft, in the sixth round. The Cowboys did sign Ronald Jones, but there isn't a lot of expectation that he's going to come and be part of that 1A, 1B tandem, if you will, that the Cowboys used to have with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Pollard, though, is playing on the franchise tag, so still a lot to prove from him coming off of the injury going into this upcoming year to try and possibly secure a long-term deal either before the season starts or after this upcoming season. I'm not going to lie to you. I still believe Ezekiel is going to wind up back on this football team, and I'm going I'm to go with it. I think by the time we get to training camp, Zeke will be back on this team because the door has not been completely closed on it. But for right now, Tony Pollard's is a winner because he's looking around like, oh, I see you, Malik Davis. I see you, Ronald Jones. I'm the number one guy around here, and it looks like that's going to be the case this upcoming season. Oh, some winners and losers, veteran wise, from the NFL drafts from the nine zero three. Hell yeah, Tony Powell's a winner. He got overpaid. Hey, relax. I mean,
0: relax. it's a it's a franchise tag. It's, it's not, franchise not like he, he got got years on this. You know. Also, uh, Obi World said, don't put that into existence. KG, y'all act like Z- what's that? The, the the Zeke will be back on this team. Hey, tell Jerry Jones to put it to bed then. Jerry Jones is never putting anything to bed. Like that's he, what I'm saying. That's how the Cowboys are. The, well, part of why the Cowboys are the Cowboys. Jerry be talking. But also, um, y'all act like Zeke came to your house and stole from you personally.
1: <laughs> Man. And, and look, they talked to a lot of Cowboys fans. There's a lot of them that want Zeke back on this team quiet as it's kept. Well, the, I, some of that
0: is just the Cowboys uh, fandom is so big that it exists. At any given point, you will find somebody within the fan base that has a belief of any
1: anything. What <laughs> in what regards? All of them. And you think Jerry gonna turn down some money to see Ezekiel Elliott two one four? Great point. Rocking a number fifteen jersey like he did in college. Oh yeah. Come on now.
0: I still. I'm not. I'm not. I don't believe that. But you know, hey, again, it's something to talk about. It's, and gig- it's, it's something for us to talk about with the Cowboys, and Jerry loves that for sure loves talking about
1: the Cowboys. It's the Get Right or Reggie KG right here on 105 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, a little bit of NBA conversation for you. What are the biggest storylines of the second round and who has been the MVP of these playoffs so far? Plus, Boston whoops up on the Sixers. We'll tell you how next on the Get Right.
2: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This segment of The
0: Fan is brought to you by Frankel & Frankel. Life is unpredictable. Accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel are the go to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one has been in an accident, contact Frankel and Frankel for a free consultation at truckwreck.com or call 214 or 817
1: 333 3333. So, to get right, we're Roger KG right here on 105 Three of the Fan. The biggest storylines from the second round so far, and who has been the MVP of the playoffs? In the NBA playoffs so far, I don't know why I said playoffs twice, but I did. It's
0: because it's the NBA and NHL playoffs.
1: That is true. Playoffs, playoffs. That's right, Jim Mora, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Larry D. Flores holding it down for you. Coming up in 15 minutes, we go inside the gray area, where of course there is no gray area, where this former quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys is making it happen, thanks to the XFL. I'll tell you who that is in 15 minutes here on the get right. Meanwhile, in Boston, the Boston Celtics said, it's cool that Joel Embiid is back, but we don't give a damn. That is because the Boston Celtics went out tonight, Reg, and absolutely destroyed the Philadelphia 76ers 121 to 87 to even up their best of seven series at two games apiece. Shout out to Malcolm Brogdon and Jalen Brown for combining for 48 points on the night as the Celtics blow the doors off the returning Joel Embiid and the Sixers as the series moves now back to Philadelphia or moves to Philadelphia. I should say. Yeah.
0: Having, having so much data in history in these things, we can kind of like see how this stuff goes. And funny enough, um, the home team in Game 2s have a better record of winning after losing Game 1 than after winning it. 74% of the time when uh, the home team wins Game 1, they'll win Game 2. 77% of the time, they'll win Game 2 after losing Game 1. So, like, this is just something that we come, we've come we come to expect, man. Like, once you lose that first game, you come back with a vengeance. Um, And especially with the Celtics, because some of the reason why they well, a lot of the reason why they lost uh, game one was they were just not serious enough on defense. And I understand that's a really, like, lazy way of saying it, but if I break down, like, the nitty-gritty of it, it'll take too long and we don't need to do all that. But you get the point. Like, they had instances to be able to shut down, or maybe not entirely shut down, but slow down what the Sixers were doing, and they did not uh, do that properly. You end up, that, that'll, that'll have you focus. That'll have you focus up. And it seems like that's what they did to make sure that they got the job done against the Sixers in game two. So the series... Series is going to get interesting now as they transition back to Philadelphia and with the MVP back in tow, probably uh, getting getting himself back up to speed.
1: Speaking of the NBA, congratulations to Joel Embiid, who is the league's MVP for the 2022-2023 NBA season. Wild statistic about the NBA's MVP. Did you know this? For the first time in his career, LeBron James did not get a single MVP vote. Nor should he have, but still,
0: I don't, and this is there's something to be said within that, right? Like there's sometimes where you get an MVP vote and say, like, "Hey man, that was, means he was getting what, MVP votes his rookie year." I was like, "What was y'all? Do? He was that good."
1: That's what I'm saying. He was that good.
0: Like <laughs> he always at least deserved a vote. You know, will he have won it? And obviously didn't win it all those times, but he has always been the level of player that he deserved at least a vote, and. I th- on the top five balloting, right. It's worth noting, right. Not, this is not a single ballot where you just vote. I'm on the winner, right. They, they rank choice one through five and he, you know, usually he'll at least get like a five fifth place or a fourth place vote for MVP this time, not any of them. And again, he shouldn't have, but it speaks to the longevity of his, his abilities, right. That he has been so good for so long and been able to take care of himself to that degree That he's been considered one of the top five players in the league, at least if you want to view it that way, um, for damn near all of his career outside of this one,
1: this year. Luka Doncic finished eighth in the MVP voting. Guess who got more votes than Luka Doncic? Demontis Sabonis? Demontis Sabonis got more votes for league MVP
0: than Luka Doncic. You know what that is? Hey man, the Kings were good. Who was the best player on that team? Let's give him some votes. That's pretty, what that ended up being, probably. Because, like, I wouldn't, I don't know that I'd be out here saying DeMontis' bonus was the MVP. Like, I, I hear you more on the De'Aaron Fox, even though, you know, even then, that's a little tough. But, hey, it is what it is sometimes, and I imagine none of those were first-place votes either. Oh, so you, no, they you, were not. You got to
1: fill out the ballot. Uh, here's what Shay Gilgis-Alexander can say for the rest of his career now. He was a top-five MVP vote-getter. Oh, and th- I, I'm not sure this is the only time that that will happen. Well, either. I'm just saying, like, he can say it for the rest of his career. If it never sure. happens again, yeah, because he finished fifth behind, of course, Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, and Jason Tatum. Jason you know, Gildas Alexander had a fantastic year for the Thunder. Speaking of fantastic, the NBA playoffs have been fantastic so far uh, as we begin the second round. ESPN's uh, collection of writers had a series of questions when it comes to Who's been the MVP of the playoffs so far? Some of the biggest storylines that we have seen going into the second round and so on and so forth. So I'll start with this one. Speaking of the MVP, Reg, of the second round teams, which player has been your MVP of the playoffs so far?
0: Oh, I don't want to get too. I'm trying. I'm really trying not to get to a uh, recency bias and not to get too narrow, but it feels hard to not say Jimmy Butler. All right, like, you look at the the, now, injuries, I agree with you. the injuries that team has sustained. He gave us literally one of the top five playoff performances that we've ever seen, um, and he's just willed it to happen in a way that I have been fascinated by. Um, so, yeah, Jimmy Butler is the one that comes to mind for me.
1: Uh, yeah, it has to be Jimmy Butler. Uh, and no, 469, four, six, I'm not having anything to drink, but I appreciate the concern, though. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah, it's Jimmy Butler. You mentioned the all-time performance that he had, 56 points in the game for him win to put the Milwaukee Bucks on the brink of elimination, which they eventually went on and did. Jimmy Butler's been fantastic. I'm excited to see what happens when he comes back, hopefully in Game 3, as the series moves to Miami between the Knicks and the Miami Heat. Question number two, here's an interesting one. Speaking of Jimmy Butler, the injury to which player will have the biggest impact on the rest of the playoffs, your choices being Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, who we saw return tonight for the Sixers, Chris Paul, who's going to be reevaluated in a week as he's dealing with a groin injury. So
0: he's done for the playoffs.
1: <laughs> or Julius Randle, who did come back in game two for the New York Knicks as he's dealing with injury as well.
0: All right, so the Chris Paul injury, I don't think it's having going to have the biggest impact, but they're done. I view them as done. Oh, you're count. you said the Suns are done. Yeah, I view them as done. Ooh, okay. Yeah, the 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 oh, the wow. you compare the immense amount of depth that the Denver Nuggets have to the it's entire true. lack thereof for the Suns. And I just do and plus while you have that um Booker and Aiden and Kevin Durant are all still trying to find their grooves together. The, everybody, y'all right. You if you need to scoreboard me on this, feel free to. I was one that kind of tried to wipe this away because I was like, look, man, you drop Kevin Durant at something and you should be able to figure it out pretty quick. No, it's still taking them quite a bit to figure out how to do this. And against a a Nuggets team that has a lot of continuity and a lot of depth. Thanks. Thanks for stopping by the booth. Um, but so I don't view the Chris Paul injury as as you know, devastating to that team. The Jimmy Bullen one might be it just because they they've had so many injuries and he was just the one making this happen. I don't think there's anybody else on that team that I roll the ball to and say, go make things happen. Even though Gabe Vincent did a little bit of his uh, attempting to do that in this past game, I don't think that you can ask him to do that consistently.
1: Um, yeah, not through the course of a seven game series. Joel Embiid
0: no. is an interesting one though, because like that's a team that I think has champ, like legitimate championship aspirations compared to any of the other teams that you mentioned when it came to injuries. So I think it's either Joel because I think, but I, I do think that he'll be fine. However, like that one would affect the bigger games, the more important um, outcomes. But I think Jimmy Butler is like the biggest uh, loss, so to say. Like his the level of getting things done would be a loss greater from the heat. If that makes sense,
1: I would go with Jimmy Butler in this case. I will say though, the Julius Randle one is pretty underrated because when Julius is playing at his best, he can do a multitude of things on the floor. He can shoot the ball from three. He could put the ball on the floor a little bit, good enough rebounder. And with everything that Jalen Brunson is already being asked to do from a facilitation and scoring standpoint, Julius Randle being on the floor is hugely important for the Knicks and what they do on both ends of the floor. Uh, but I would agree Jimmy Butler would have the biggest impact. Uh, and we saw James Harden go off, what, forty five in game one. Yeah,
0: but the problem is that's not something that he can he's been doing consistently of late. Like, um, I think he had like a two or fourteen night tonight as well. Yeah. Like that that team still needs Joel and to be Joel Embiid. Um, he needs to be that level of great. I've seen him do this through injury for a long time though. That's that's the thing. I, I it really is. I understand that the injury is a serious one. I am staking this so much on Joel Embiid kind of just has the heart to get, you know, do mm-hmm. those things. Um, and maybe that's wrong because, again, from the 214 on the truckwreck.com text line, they say Joel Embiid by a landslide, and I understand where you're coming from there. He matters the most uh, on a team that probably has the highest aspirations. I guess I just have I have a wild belief. And you can attest this because yeah. pretty soon thereafter we figure out what was happening, I was like, yeah, they're going to put a brace on that. He'll be good. Mm-hmm. That's just the way that I believe in that dude because that's the level of, I mean, the dude didn't play his first two seasons coming back off of injuries. and became what he is. Like I, I, It might be irrational, but that's the place that I am with that dude.
1: Some of the biggest questions of the second round of the NBA playoffs, including who has been the MVP so far in the said playoffs. Boston gets a massive win tonight as they even up their series at one game apiece with the Philadelphia 76ers as that series moves to Philadelphia for games 3-4. It's the get right for Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we're going to go inside the gray area where this former Cowboys quarterback is doing this thanks to the XFL. And this crash released this onto the highway. Next on the get right. About to go inside the gray area here on the Get Right. with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Yep. Larry D. Flores holding down for you here. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckrad.com text line, 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation coming up at the top of the hour, get you caught up on the latest headlines in the world of sports, including the domination that happened in Boston tonight as the Celtics even up their series at a game apiece. Larry, let's go inside the gray area here on the get right as we do. There it is. Larry's back. There it is.
0: There it is. Um, it makes it so much more brooding. <laughs>
1: Shout out to Ben DiNucci. You the remember, you remember DiNucci?
0: Oh yeah, I remember
1: him. Yeah, Ben DiNucci, who has been playing quarterback in the Axe Half this season for the uh, Seattle Sea Dragons, apparently has been invited to Denver Broncos camp. Camp on so how about it how about what the XFL helping guys make it happen
0: oh is something gonna happen all right red this is the thing all right here's the thing <laughs> there's only so many like dudes out here actively still trying to be quarterbacks right when it comes to being a camp arm. I feel like Ben DiNucci could have been a camp arm if it wasn't for the XFL. Or I guess maybe you say he would have gone and found some other job if not for the XFL. Is that what I don't you're think he
1: would have. That's what I'm saying. He'd be found a job if he hadn't gone to the XFLs. What oh, I'm he'd, saying. He'd have been in some camp. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. You remember how this thing ended around here in Dallas? It was horrendous for him. I will never forget the deer in the headlights and him trying to convince dudes that he was an actual quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys when he was trying to get dudes, you know, psyched up. On the sidelines, and they was looking at him like, Who are you? What are you doing out here? It was horrendous for him around here. Well, okay. Um yeah, I don't think he would have gotten another shot in the NFL if it hadn't been for the XFL. Apparently from the eight seven zero, they say the nooch has been balling. He ha- that's the that's the thing. He has been. He's okay. been playing pretty well okay. in the XFL.
0: Well, more more power to him. Um because he what, James Madison, right?
1: Yes. You
0: know, so I guess another opportunity to build up that film against a lesser quality competition and come back and see if uh, you can make some shake in the camp. But, hey, look, I mean, hold on to the dream, I guess. Like, that's that's cool. And
1: give him an opportunity to try and win a spot. Apparently the Broncos like these dudes from the XFL because Danucci is now the third player from the XFL to be invited to Broncos camp. It also includes running back uh, Jacquez Patrick and the, NFL, the XFL's sack leader, Trent Harris. Do you feel like uh, Sean Payton was just like at home
0: one day and had the, the game was on the TV and he was like, huh, I'll have them come through. Because you know he likes controlling player personnel.
1: <laughs> yes, he does. Um, but for example, Trent Harris has gotten the vote of confidence from Wade Phillips. And of course, Wade Phillips... Is a former NFL head coach. Hello, Dallas. Um, and He's coaching in the XFL. He's one of the head coaches in the XFL. Yeah. So, look, the biggest thing, I, the reason why I bring this up is a lot of folks have had a lot of things to say about the XFL and whether or not this thing could actually succeed. And I think for the most part... Wait,
0: what are we what are we calling success here?
1: Well, not only putting on games, getting... First of all, there was a question of whether or not they were going to get an actual network deal that was going to be worth... Something to the actual, you know, exposure of the game itself. Okay. They secured a really nice television rights deal with ESPN and, you know, Disney and the and um, FX and all that. And then the partnership that they've created with the NFL itself, they have worked on a lot of different things in terms of, you know, looking at different rule changes, different programs that the NFL and the XFL have combined on and more importantly, giving players the opportunity to maybe try and rekindle their dreams of playing in the NFL, I think the XFL has been pretty decently successful. And some of the ratings that you've seen from these games, there have been multiple games so far that have had well over a million viewers of these games. Was that
0: earlier or later?
1: Throughout the course of the year. Okay. So I think even as of last week, there was a game that had – what, 980-something thousand viewers watching the game. Attendance in St. Louis has been fantastic all season long. They've Mm -hmm. had well over 30,000 fans. Houston's had really good attendance. I think the XFL, if you look at it as a whole, they had their championship game a week from Saturday in San Antonio, which will feature, actually, the uh, Arlington Renegades Ah. in the the XFL championship game. So, I'm happy for, you know... Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Danny Garcia, his ex-wife and business partner, uh, and who they've been able to put this league together and it's been successful. Uh, by the way, happy 51st birthday to the Rock yesterday, or yeah, yesterday I think it was two days ago. Doesn't matter. But yeah, shout out to D- Ben DiNucci, gonna get another chance to play in the uh, in the NFL. <laughs> For the two and four, the Broncos are just paranoid they'll have to play without a quarterback again.
0: <laughs> Is KJ still showing the league?
1: Who was the one that played, had, <laughs> was he from Wake Forest or something? Somebody, he used to be like a wide receiver. It was K.J. And, Hamler. No, it was, a, I thought it was somebody else. I'll have to go back and find it. What, the
0: emergency quarterback that one year? Yeah,
1: you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that was K.J. Hamler. That was who that was? Yeah. Okay, all right. All that stuff.
0: Only there. 23 years old. Did not realize that. Oh, wow. Still in Denver.
1: Oh, he's still there? Yep. Oh, good for him. Get that check. We're inside the gray area. The headline goes like this, gentlemen: Crash releases one million bees on Florida interstate.
0: That's right.
1: Quote. That's right. Wait a, a of... minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold
0: on. I know you're gonna tell me, but I just gotta take a second to process.
1: <laughs> uh, again, I like how Larry peeped his head. I'm like, wait, what? Again, I know you're gonna
0: you're gonna read the story and it's gonna explain it, but I just need, to, I need you to understand that I have these questions. Was it a bee truck, or did the truck hit something that had bees in it? This is the question that I primarily would like to have answered at this moment. Please continue with the reading of the story.
1: Well, gentlemen, if you happen to be driving down U.S. Highway 301 in the Baldwin area of Florida between 3.15 and 7.30 a.m. on Tuesday... I was not. ...you may have noticed something unusual. A bunch of beekeepers. That's because a semi driven by a 26-year-old man from... Sunny Isles Beats Florida crashed into a truck carrying stacks of beehives. So it was a bee truck. With around 1 million bees on the entrance ramp to I-10 East in Duval County. Wait, so we got bee trucks? (laughs) And they were all set loose, Larry Flores. Quote, There are thousands of bees in the area after the collision read a Florida Highway Patrol crash report. Quote, the public is advised to use caution in the area as the bees continue to disseminate. A 20-year-old Jessup, Georgia man was the driver of the truck carrying all of the insects. Thankfully, according to the Florida Highway Patrol, neither driver was injured. In the mishap. So it was a
0: 20-year-old and a 26-year-old on right. these trucks? I'm that's quiet. right. Hey, man, shout-out to y'all getting y'all CDLs. I know y'all making good money.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of money out there doing
0: that. Yeah. See, this is the thing. I couldn't be on
1: the road that long, though. Like, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it.
0: Hey, man, shout-out to all the truckers out there currently listening to shout us. Shout-out to all, Y'all yes. are the backbone of what we got going here with our uh, with our society when it comes to uh, very moving much things so. around. Um, And, yeah, I, I very much applaud the young folks that are like, hey, man, this college thing, the money don't seem to work out. Let me go get a trade Y'all are doing this right. I appreciate the y'all. Signing
1: bonuses they are handy out for truck drivers these days is just crazy. Doing dude.
0: good work out here, ladies and gentlemen. Um <laughs> just don't be don't be dumping bees because you crashed. That's the only thing. That's the only <laughs> thing that's tough. It's like, yo, young man, get a trade. That's awesome. Uh how much do we trust young folks with some of this uh hey, come drive this bee truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh <laughs> cuz I know me at 20 years old, I don't know if you should have made me responsible for stuff and people loved calling me responsible when I was 20,
1: especially with the thing of bees. Ooh. Um from the 870, yeah, only place this could happen is Florida. Right about that. Okay,
0: you keep saying that.
1: Well, uh from the 90. Where were
0: they taking the bee truck to?
1: Well. Like who who is like we need to move these bees cross country, interstate. Oh, how about this? This is really <laughs> as we continue the story here. Quote, we were just chilling, minding our own business, doing our thing, and that's when you heard a loud boom. I'm like, oh, wow. It was crazy. Jewel Strong, who was working at the travel center nearby, told News 4 Jacksonville. (laughs) (laughs) After, After partially closing the road, beekeepers were brought in and by 7.30 a.m., they had resecured all of the bees," said the Florida Highway Patrol. All officer. of
0: them. They counted them up. They counted to a million. You liars. Now, here's where it gets interesting. <laughs> I don't know why this made me laugh at such a stupid text from the 682. Hope they got B insurance.
1: Hey, hey, that's a smart thinker right there because they show probably wouldn't have it here in Texas to happen. Okay, but the B insurance. You,
0: you think the insurance company paying out on B insurance? Ain't no way. Can you imagine the loopholes? Can you imagine... Well, we can't account for all the bees, so we can't actually... That doesn't actually cover... Oh, I'm sorry. Those were honeybees. We actually only cover. You'd be her. surprised what
1: insurance would cover. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Um, after, as I mentioned, they were able to resecure re- all the bees, according to the Florida Highway Patrol. However, news for Jacksonville reports, Larry, that Trent Paget. The owner of Jessup Bee Company Mm -hmm. and the driver of the truck carrying the bees claims he lost. Check this out. Oh, no. Between $40,000 and $80,000 worth of bees in the incident. Quote, we both had a green light. But the semi-truck made a U-turn. Oh no. There without a turn signal. Oh no. Can't do it. And I didn't see it coming, so I just hit the right at the front end of the truck. Paget said. A lot of bees got lost. A lot of them flew away. There's a lot of dead bees on the highway that came from those boxes. That's tough. That's how much bees are out here worth now? A million bees. 40 to 80 grand?
0: Who gonna do the math per bee?
1: But they will we got that 36 year old insurance professional on board. That's right. You're welcome.
2: They went from honeybees to zombies.
0: That's fine. i give that a solid six. Thank you, Dogberry. Fry- what is that? The Wicker Man? All allowed. Not the bees? That's Wicker Man, ain't it? Someone will know.
1: I'll allow it, Larry, because you made a contribution to this program.
0: <laughs> they bees in the streets. <laughs> All
1: right. Okay. The bees knees in the streets. Is that what we're doing here? Yeah, I don't know what I would do if I saw a million bees strung out on the highway. I don't I don't know what, what I would. Don't do, do nothing annoying. <laughs> Leave them be.
0: No pun intended. Hey, hey, hey,
1: hey. look at that. Something like me and my Josh Young references over there. That's good. Very unintended. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I don't really have much for you. That's just one of those, huh, interesting. Just be careful out there. That's your trip inside.
0: Uh, it was Wicker Man. Love it when I know stuff. You feel better now? It's fun knowing stuff. You should try it. Knowing stuff is fun. Well, hey, what does that mean? I'm just saying in general.
1: I feel like he was coming for me. No, no, What's not at all. Happening? Just
0: everybody know stuff. It's cool.
1: Wow. I feel attacked. Uh, he was seven. Larry had a great pun give that man more credit I did I gave him the elite he did give him the hand clap I gave him the text which honestly elite isn't clap. that it's not that exclusive but you know what no it, it means, very much don't, it means hey, to don't, KG. don't you know diminish my handing out of elite texting with the clap there that wasn't even a text uh, for Swaggy his Booty's, what he
0: said Swaggy Booty says beware in that area alright it wasn't my fault I didn't do that <laughs>
1: <laughs> From the two one four, did you say that there are that there's forty thousand dead beats out there? All right, doing a lot. Coming up next, we got your headlines. Probably here. a
0: lot more than that. If we're keeping it in a buck,
1: on the get right next,
2: we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.